1: When you were just talking to me, do you
0: think that you could repeat the question? You know, Little known fact this is the mayor's favorite song. You were going to say that. Was I was it? just about <laughs> to say the, the, the mayor, this is the mayor's ringtone for when I call him. He's got this song on his phone. That is correct. I only really know because I was standing next to him one day and I called him. I wanted to make sure he had my phone uh, number. I'm well.
1: sure other people have less flattering ringtones. I'm sure they, they do.
0: Oh boy, I'm gonna need like 30 more seconds here Oh, this'll run for a while a little, a, little, a little pre-post-production Me and Neil will catch
1: up, how That's you been, right. Neil? I'm uh, good, how about yourself? It's always a pleasure to have you back and, uh, and I'm thrilled to see you again I think that you maybe temper him a little bit No, come no, on, Who man. can Mom? do that? Yeah I don't know, he seems sometimes calmer when you're around know. But he's he's who got, knows? He's got his hair cut so I do. A, i That's them a all plus. Time. How I did think- that happen? You
0: know what I did? I'm going to show everybody at home. Hold on. No. I went into the I went into the bar and I said, "I want the Neil Perry," <laughs> and they gave me this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, how you guys doing here at the uh, paying attention? podcast high atop two guys smoke shop at the studio 21 podcast cafe and uh we've got a great show for you every month at the beginning of the month we have the methuen mayor's report we have methuen mayor neil Perry, who, can, who promised during the campaign and it's amazing when you have a politician make a promise and actually friggin' keep it i know and the did mayor you just
1: call me a politician no I,
0: I, you're not really okay thank you i actually do so that's a why P, i'm a p-i-t-e-t yeah. Politician and training. I'm getting tag yeah, team yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he promised during the election that if he won, he would come on. He would do a monthly report. And so he won, and he's here. This is, I think, his fifth show, maybe, because, listen, I went to Lawrence High School, my numbers are always off, so uh, I always get emails. we had some
1: before he was mayor. Yeah, yeah, that's my second since
0: I took office, right? Right, Right. yeah, but I think his fifth, maybe his fifth overall, I think. Are you counting debates? And uh, No, I'm just counting, like, the two after he got elected, but before he took office, or the three. Uh, So we have me and Neil Perry here, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, If uh, those of you who have seen the Valley Patriots February edition, it is Out on the streets. It's being delivered right now as we speak. Uh, My driver, Dan Salinius, is uh, driving around Lawrence today, delivering them. I know my uh, delivery driver, Mark, has done uh, almost all of the main spots in Methuen. We'll get all the non main spots in Methuen done over the next 24 hours. But it is available up online. You can go to valleypatriot.com. And I'm already getting the crap kicked out of me, Ed. I'm a, I've already got people jumping all over me. What did you do? It's the twenty nine percent, of course. It's the it's the holdovers from the people who are uh, who hate Neil Perry because now they don't have access to power anymore. The same is who hates Neil Perry. Yeah, the Sabers no and the Jim McCarty's of the world and the Evelyn Tobins of the world, and uh, and they're all upset because uh, Mayor Perry has instituted new communications policy. Now, before I even ask him about this, I have something I want to say about this. Oh. If you could just pull me down just like just a little you, I thought I was going to like it being that loud in my headphones But I'm, I'm actually kind of not Are you hearing voices? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just I'm hearing me way too loud uh, okay. This just way too much me um, So uh, you know I was a member of the Lawrence School Committee for three years I've been covering politics Either as a politician myself running for office Or managing campaigns Or a member of the press covering politicians Since 1985 The first time I ran for office was in 1985 I was a high school senior Most people don't know that and uh, a little background on that I was, My mom was a school nurse She used to drag me to school committee meetings And one day in my senior year There was a fist fight between two school board members Like live on TV Like live on the air they, cool. Yeah, they started punching each other <laughs> uh, It was Bill Callagy and Carol Bannon and Dan Ford And, and the three of them were going at it and so I decided as a joke to run for school committee, and my campaign slogan was, I was a high school senior, right? My campaign slogan was, Tom Duggan, he'll bring maturity to the school board. <laughs> and I did it as a joke, but I only lost by 11 votes. So after the election, I went, holy crap, I could actually do this. And I ran again, and, and, I, and I won. Um, so I've been involved in politics. I worked in City Hall in Lawrence for a year and a half. I was a permanent sub at the Oliver School for a year and a half. And I've, and I've been either covering or involved in politics and local municipal government since 1985, since I was a high school senior. And one of the things that uh, happened when I first got elected to the Lawrence School Committee was, you know, I was the first person, first new person to get elected on the Lawrence School Committee in 15 years when I took office. Everyone else had been there 15 years or more. And so I came in with the attitude that I'm going to do new things. I'm going to do stuff differently than what everybody else is doing because I'm the new guy. So my first two weeks, I went to every department head in the school department, demanded their time, asked for documents, asked them to explain things to me. I went to every school. I I, I randomly dropped in on principals, randomly dropped in on department heads, and said, hey, I need this information because I know there's a lot of bad things happening here, and I want to expose it, and I was the new guy. Superintendent calls me into his office about two weeks later. He says, Tom, look, the people who work for me, my department heads, my, my principals, they have jobs to do all day. They have tasks that I've assigned to them all day. You can't be randomly dropping in on them and taking their time from them for things that you need. So from now on, if you need information for something that's coming up on the agenda, send it to my office, send me an email, or call my office and talk to my secretary. I will, I will mark it down. I will call the department head, and when they're done their daily duties that I've assigned to them that they have to do to like run the schools... I will make sure that you get what you need and usually like within 24 to 48 hours, I would get what I wanted Well, I was back then the Steve Saber and Jim McCarty and Jessica Finnecaros uh, of the world I yelled and I screamed, he's withholding information, he doesn't want me talking to people, he's hiding things But after about a month and a half of getting everything that I wanted within 24 hours, I realized, holy crap, I'm wrong the superintendent's right. These people have jobs to do every day. They're trying to run a school system. They're trying to get grants. They're trying to do budgets. They're trying to whatever their job is. And the superintendent is right. And I actually got up at a meeting and apologized to the superintendent about three months later and said, you know, I was yelling and screaming and making accusations that you were trying to hide information from me, Mr. Scully. I'm sorry, because this is actually working out pretty good. I send you an email, or I make a phone call, and I get the information that I need within 24 to 48 hours, depending on what it is, and I have what I need for the next meeting. So now, fast forward. That was back... I got elected in 1996, right? So now, fast forward to the year 2020, and... Neil Perry's elected the new mayor of Methuen, and he institutes a new policy because members of the city council are doing the exact same stupid shit that I was doing when I was the fir- I was a new member of the Lawrence School Committee. And they're going into the department heads, and they're demanding information, and they're demanding city services, and Neil Perry put a stop to it. And he instituted a new communications policy that said, no, 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 no. These people have jobs to do. You're interfering with the day-to-day operations of their job. If you have information that you need, send an email to the department head. CC my office. We will get you the information that you need. But stop interfering with the day-to-day operations of the city. You are a part-time city councilor, as I was a part-time school committee member. And we have to streamline the process. Because if you have nine members of the city council wandering around city hall all day, dropping in on department heads, they're not getting any work done. All they're doing is, is, is constituent work. And let me say one other thing. The fact that city councilors feel the need to drop in on department heads in the mayor's office to get city services when they have a constituent complaint. Here's why that's bad. All right. Here's why that's bad. That's the old school favor based politics that people are sick of. A constituent can either call DPW and say, I've got a street light out. Or they can call their city councilor and say, "I've got a street light out." If they call DPW, the DPW people are going to say, "Hey, look, um, there's 20 people that have complained about street lights in front of their house. We'll get to you when we we'll put you on the list. You're number 21." But if a city councilor walks into a department head at DPW and says, "Hey, I've got a constituent that needs to get this done." They feel pressure to do that faster and put them at the top of the list because their budget has to be approved by the city council. And they're afraid of retaliation. So what happens is if you call your city council, you get a special favor. And it's favoritism. And so those city councilors can then go back to the constituent and say at election time, hey, I got your streetlight taken care of it under 24 hours. You didn't have to wait like everybody else. Would you like to make a donation? Can you hold a sign for me at election time? And this is the fa- old school favor-based politics that I believe... Neil Perry is trying to get rid of And you can tell That I'm 100% right by going To Methuen Off today And looking at Steve Saber, John Saber And Jim McCarty crying like Whiny little girls about the fact that I'm wrong about my editorial backing up Neil Perry, so that's what I have to say About that, I want to ask you now uh, To comment on all of that Now that I've gotten you in is, so much trouble That you can't get out of is it Is
1: there anything left to say? There's nothing left to say. <laughs> I guess uh, I would start with this and say, um, you know, I am new to politics, I keep saying that, so I I still got a month or two to say that, so I come from private business, and everything I've done with the communication policy is not news in the business world, right? It is a common practice. So let's dispel the rumors and and let's deal in facts, because we've talked about that right along, right? So the communication policy does not prevent uh, city councils from doing their jobs, that's dispelling fact number one, and let me tell you how. <clears throat> when we were on the campaign trail, one of the more frequent things we heard uh, from the residents across the city was, "We ask, um, you know, we send for requests for information to city hall, and we don't get an answer." So I'm attempting to make sure that I'm on top of that, and so you know, all we've done is a policy that says, "Look, if you've got something uh, urgent." You know, send an email, just as you said, to the department head, mark it urgent, copy the mayor's office, the chief of staff, and just let us handle it, right? Not that we're not going to do what you your need done, um, we're going to address it. If you have something that's not urgent that you need, you follow the same process, you don't, just don't use urgent, and if you need a meeting with the department head, you just schedule it through the chief of staff, and, and that is done specifically to make sure that each employee is maximizing their performance. There's right. no other reason for that, right? It's not it's it's not done negatively, and <clears throat> to me, the people that keep complaining about it are the people who, who who stood so hard and spread rumors about me when I was on the campaign trail. Some of who say they the want me to see. The people who hated succeed. you before
0: you even started. Well,
1: people who don't even know me. Right. And so, um, I would ask them to try to work with the policy. So, now, I would tell you that I ha- I hosted three councils in my office after uh, the policy went out, and they said, hey, we're unhappy with this policy. And I said, okay. If you look at the bottom of the policy, it says, you know, this is a start. Let's talk from there. And so we we spent uh, a little time exchanging opinions about the policy. And then I said, what are your alternatives? What alternatives do you propose? And I didn't get anything back. Right? So I would appeal to the residents of Methuen, And to the city councilors, and I would point out that six councils were supportive, right? If we prove that we're not being responsive, then then I'm the person to blame, not people
0: in the department heads in the city, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I'll even give. They a want free reign. They want free reign to be able to walk into City Hall and treat city workers as if they work for them. And what they don't understand is that the city councils are part-time people with no say over the day-to-day yeah. operations.
1: Now I could give you a half dozen examples, but I'm going to give you one. Okay. All right? We're prepping for the, my very first council meeting. I'm going to tell you. You know, I'm studying all the contracts to make sure I pass the test, and I want to do the right thing. And um, I'm asking one of my uh, one of the employees of the city to. Uh, take a look at a certain language on a contract that I was a little questionable on. And the individual said, well, I'm I'm researching uh, a list of historical homes in the city. And I said, for what and for whom? And I'm not going to tell you for which council, but a council had asked for a listing of all the historical properties in the city of Methuen on, on the day before the council session. And th- That's not where the focus of the employee's effort should be. Right. Right? So um, I'm trying to get the employee to do a a look at a specific part of the contract that I'm looking at, and, you know, he's spending time looking at four hours of, creating four hours of listings of historical properties in Methuen, and, you know, that wasn't even a topic we were going to talk about. Right? So that's the kind of thing that you want to put by the side. Right. Right? And now... I say candidly, I've tried to avoid examples because I'm not trying to embarrass any council. This is not about preventing the councils from doing their job. Right. We all work for the people of the city, right? right? In the end, uh, if you say you want to collaborate, then you collaborate.
0: They think so, collaborate means they tell you what they want you to do, and then you do it. They, well, that's what they think collaboration means.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. You know, if when I look at, you know, the letter was only signed by three of the nine councils. So I, I think the other six was trying to say, we're going to try to live within the, the limits of the policy and, and follow it. And I would tell you, um, you know, I would stand here in front of any one of the nine councils and tell you, in the first three and a half weeks of, of my administration, we've been answering everything right, promptly, as efficiently as possible. Uh, we're trying to make sure we bring uh, the elements to the council meetings with a, a level of professionalism, And an explanation so that the council can clearly understand what it is we're asking them why we're asking them and what we want them to do Um, we've spent a lot of time you know with departments and by the way just so the city knows before I went to the council's I sat down with my staff so every Tuesday I sit down with my staff Uh, week one we do the staff meeting week two we do what I call a whip around uh, on one topic week one you know, we, we talked about communication, and we talked about, you know, how is it working? So, you know, the, the staff talked about the, the interruptions was a common theme. And so before I went to the councils, I talked to the department heads and said, okay, how will this work best? Because here's what I'm used to in the business world. And and so we've got to dispel. People have to read the whole policy. It never says anywhere that, the A, the councils are my employees. It makes no reference to that. They're not. Uh, it doesn't say anywhere that we're preventing them from doing the job because we're not,
0: quite frankly. Right. If a city council, if city councilors need information, one of the city councilors said to me the other day, "Well, what if we, what if we have a contract coming up before us and we want a copy of that contract before we can vote on it?" I'm like, well, "Wait a minute! When you're sitting at the council table, they give you the backup documents before your vote. It's up to you." To read the documents they give you at the, as a body as a individual counselors under the charter under state law have no power when they're not sitting at a, as a body so if they want the information put it on the agenda discuss it among your colleagues take a vote and ask the mayor for the information if that's what and, if it's that important
1: and we move the agenda forward it used to be Wednesday and now it's Monday right so we did that so people would have more time to glean the information and take a look at the information Right. So the agenda's moved to Monday and the package follows shortly thereafter. Right. So I, I you know what happens is I see the package, it comes out from the council clerk's office on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and then I sit down and go through it. Right. And I go through chapter and verse and I ask questions of, of the employees. Any counselor can sit there and email the chief of staff or me any question on any contract, right? right? And um, you know, I sent them a list yesterday of every contract we've placed since I uh, became mayor, right? Because I think what we've got to do for the citizens of Methuen, in in the spirit of transparency, we use the word a lot, transparency, I'm sharing all the info, as much as I I possibly can, on every specific contract. So I, I gave them a file yesterday that showed we've We've um, we've passed five contracts since I became mayor. Four of them went to city council and they voted on to approve. The one that wasn't that didn't was, was about salt, right? And so, uh, for 21,000. So, uh, we're trying to run a $171 million business here. I'm trying to make the best decisions for all of the residents of the city. But the one, and it's really that simple. This is not about spiting councils or getting in their way. This is about maximizing the information they want. So, again, I'd say to the public at large... Give it a chance. Right. If you don't think it's working, then 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 you come back with alternatives. And so, you know, we had an instance this morning. We had a resident call up uh, my office and talk about uh, uh, an issue with plowing, and we got on that immediately. Right? It's not we're, we're not sitting there trying to.
0: Um, spite the councils, despite the residents, that's not how this. No, works. but they're trying to spite you, and that's. I love how it got turned around. How you're the bad guy. They're out there, and they're trying to find as much information they can to use against you at the next council meeting, and they want to surprise you with this information that they got that you don't know they have, and now they're mad that you're going to know what they have before they get it, mm-hmm. yeah. and so now they're all over them, doing sound off, attacking. By the way, attacking me. They've they've made no. They've made no substantive argument against the policy They're just attacking the messenger Because I wrote an editorial uh, We actually have an editorial board I don't always write the editorial, but I wrote this one um, And 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 they're attacking the messenger Which goes to show that I'm right Because otherwise they'd be arguing the substance of, of of what we wrote I think it's important to streamline Everything that's going on Because I remember before, While the election was going on My friend Mark had had a favor done for him by a city council that was running for office, who was running for not city council but something else, and this city, and he didn't support that city councilor, right? So my friend Mark supported someone else. I'm even going to say the name. It was Jen Canan. So he had a problem with his water bill. Jim Jejuga didn't want to help the guy and said that he wasn't going to help the guy because you say mean things about me on Facebook. So he called Jen Canan, His city councilor, and said, "Look, I'm trying to have this thing with my water bill get abated, whatever." And Jen made phone calls, and went to City Hall, and did him a favor. So now, come election time, Mark supports you, and Jen Kinnan goes over to him and says, how can you not support me? I did you a favor. Mm. And so I keep thinking about that one incident, And putting it into the context of this, this is why city councilors want free reign to walk into City Hall and have their constituent requests pushed ahead of everyone else's so that come election time, they've got people who will support them. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I think that's an ethical violation. I think somebody should be writing letters to the Ethics Commission on that. But now that you've got the new policy in place, I think let's just watch how it works. And if there are city councilors who are not getting information that they should be getting, they should call me. Mm. They should call me because I'm the first guy that will defend them if they're not getting the information they want I'm a first amendment guy. I think public documents should always be released to the public as quickly as humanly possible And if they're entitled to the information whether I like the information or not They should call me. I'll write a story and I'll be ripping the crap out of you mm-hmm. over not giving them the documents and Anybody who knows me knows that, knows that that's true Even though they're calling me the sketchy propaganda machine journalist for Neil Perry <laughs> and what's really funny though is is I'm supposed to be your puppet and I'm supposed to be part of the propaganda machine, but I don't remember the Eagle Tribune calling you to task for hiring Tom Lucier, and I don't remember through in Life calling you to task for hiring Tom Lucier. No. I'm the only one who actually did that. You did, and yet I'm the puppet for Neil Perry. Figure mm-hmm. that one out, Ed. Yep. yep. Like facts mean you're, nothing to these people because they're just, just so stupid. You're just a puppet. I'm just a puppet with so. a machine. With a machine, yes. <laughs> I'm a sketchy journalist. Yep. Um, So,
1: I guess, you know, I I would bring that subject to home and say, look, um, you know, whether you like me or you don't like me, uh, and you're a resident of the city of Methuen, I'm your mayor, and I'm going to try to do the best thing for you, whether you like me or you don't like me. Right. And so, you can't look at everything based upon the fact that you have a personal, some of these people that are posting have a personal dislike for me, and I'm, I'm at a loss to
0: understand it. Well, I I, I can answer that for you if you'd like. Go ahead. It's because had you lost and the other person won, they would have more access to power. And now that you're in and they're not, they can't get the special favors that they actually wanted because that's the old school politics. And what's funny is they're accusing you of being old school politics. People Ed, people always accuse you Tucker says this all the time People always accuse you of what they themselves are doing Exactly, And that's exactly what's going on here They're accusing Neil Perry of what they themselves are doing Steve Saber wants to be able to get favors From City Hall Get his constituent services done Quicker than everyone else's So he can go to those people at election time And say can you write me a check Can you hold a sign Can you support me I did you a favor And politics is not supposed to be about favors It's supposed to be about Adequately running a community and running it efficiently and making sure that, yes, your constituents are getting the services that they want, but not ahead of everybody else because you happen to know a city councilor. Mm. I mean, what happens is I'm a, if I'm a regular citizen in Methuen and I call City Hall and I can't get... My 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 concern taken care of. Then you call a city councilor, yep. right? You call city hall. You call DPW. You call the police department. You tell them what you need. You go through the chain of command, and then if you can't get what you want, then you go over their head. Then you go to the city uh, the city mayor. You know, then you then you go to the department head and say, as a city councilor, hey, look, I've got a constituent. He's called you numerous times. What's the story here? And maybe there's an explanation for it. Maybe five guys called out sick that day. We don't know. Or maybe there isn't. Maybe they just dropped the ball on something. But there's got to be a streamlined process because otherwise, Methuen never moves forward. Methuen becomes Lawrence. Yeah,
1: and here's here's the, uh, you know, the back end of that is, um, you know, I said my door is open, and it is open. Right, so any of these residents who are complaining on Facebook about the communication policy, they're welcome to call my uh, my administrative assistant Michelle Ambra and make an appointment to come sit down and talk to me face to face. Right, and I'll tell them why I think it'll work, and I'll show them. Um, and, and so, you know, we we've got to really. Get away from some of the divisiveness that uh, social media has driven us towards, right? And and I know you do a national show too, so you know what's happened on the national stage is being reflected the local stage. And you know, three and a half weeks into the the uh, administration, uh, I I took a whack for the travel ban. I'm going to talk to that in a minute. I took a whack for the communication, the iron curtain coming down. I mean, to me, it's ridiculous. I haven't really done anything to bar anything. But I say this, I'm hopeful, because I think the councilors do want to work together. I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to uh, work through it collaboratively together. Um, I have not kept any information from the councils, not one iota. And so I I, I throw this challenge out there, you know, if you think there's information being kept, let's talk about it. It's going to be on the, the February 18th council agenda, um, the communication policy. I have a letter in front of me signed by, th- not here today at my office, that's signed by three of the nine counselors. Um, and I'm going to answer it. Um, and I will answer it and then we will talk about it in front of the public. But I'm going to say the same things I'm saying in front of the public today with this sketchy journalist right Sketchy here. journalist. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, what communication means and how we have to move the city forward. So sooner or later, we have to decide, do you want to do the right things from a Or do you want to, Constantly be camped out in this, you know, I don't like him. Anything he does, I'm not going to like. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it. Just state your intentions up front. Right. Right? Because yeah. I am funny looking. I got a bad haircut. I get it. And, you know, I will say
0: as somebody who was in the business world for 35 years, 20 of it at a leadership level in an engineering organization, your communication policy
1: is dead on. Is It's standard, right? I yeah. would not let anybody... Talk directly to my engineers because everybody has a job that they need to get done that day. And once you get into interrupting them every five minutes, they don't get any work done. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that people can't get answers. You have a a procedure for anybody who needs to get an answer. Yep. And yeah, it may end up going to that person, but you may be bothering the wrong person in the first place. (laughs) And so uh, let me extend it beyond communications. Uh, I'll talk about the travel ban. And I use that word with quotation marks, right? So I have not put a travel ban out. The very first Tuesday, before somebody takes credit for giving me the idea, the very first Tuesday I was in office, and, and by the way, you could find that out from the department heads, when we had our first staff meeting, I talked about the need to, for us as a team, to move the public perception towards trust. Um, We talked about travel, and I instituted another policy that to me, uh, much to your terminology, was a standard operating practice where I came from. Um, And so basically what I said was, um, if you're going to be out of the office overnight or out of state, it requires the CAFO and the mayor's pre-approval. Right. The CAFA from a budget standpoint, the mayor from a responsibility standpoint. And the second piece of it, probably as important as the first piece, is when you're going to do that, you're going to send a memo out, not just to the mayor, to all the department heads saying, today, Tom Duggan's on business travel. Uh, his place will be taken by Ed. If you have any questions, see Ed I'm back in the office. I, on I this don't state. want to fill in for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a tough job. Happen. Right? And, and so... Um, I live by the policies I put out. So I am a creature of process. And, and, you know, um, I met with a gentleman recently who asked me, uh, who who knew somebody who worked at Raytheon, and he described my job to a T when he talked about compliance. But on the travel side, um, I'm trying to think in my head when it happened. So I went to the Mass Municipal Association Conference It was a Friday and Saturday, the 24th and 25th of January. So is that over a week ago? I'm losing track of time here. So it was the Friday and Saturday. So the Saturday, not a work day, but the Thursday night before I left the office, I sent an email to all the department heads saying, I will be out of the office at the Mass Municipal Conference in Boston these dates. Um, This is who's in charge while I'm in there. If you need a signature, this is my cell phone. In the event of an emergency, I'm always reachable, period. No travel ban. Not. I, I was going to be out of the office overnight, away from the office. If it's an emergency, call me on my cell phone, right? Every department head, well, I shouldn't say every. Most of the department heads have, have contacted me on my cell phone on what you would consider off hours, I would tell you, and I'm not saying this for the chi- between the chief of staff and myself, we're working 15, 16 hour days every day. We believe in the city of Methuen. We are trying to do the right things for the city of Methuen. There is a ton of work to do, mm-hmm. right? That's the, you know, there are some problems, you betcha, but there's tons of opportunity, right? So there's lots of good things going on.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the, um, well, first, before I get into some, yeah. of, some of the police stuff, yeah. um, oh, have, no. ha, have you seen the Methuen Onion? The Methuen Onion? Yeah, it's like this slam sheet on, online that just keeps talking about, keeps attacking Joe Solomon. He's making way too much. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say the actual name <laughs> of it. I thought it was literal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have. Uh, so residents bring it. So I'm going to say this to you. Um, I have. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said during the campaign. Um, the Methuen Onion... Is is purporting to do a community service? It's a little bit dangerous because it's mix, mixing fact and fiction. And I can tell you that for so. Um, and I'll give you an example. And this one you know, and I appreciate your feedback on it. So for those that want to say we're sycophants and we hang together and all that, keep tagging me when I'm home in bed. It'll drive me <laughs> <you> crazy. <laughs> Shh, don't. Say that. Sorry, was not supposed to say that? We're faking people yeah. all the time. Um, so the marijuana meeting if I could call it that yeah um, do I think the city handled it as well as we could have no right but that was not my agenda I did not bring that to the city I looked to the I looked to the to the citizens and say I didn't bring that to the city council I've talked to Linda Susie who, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for I've talked to others and I told them what I think and you know what I think mm-hmm. But what I think is less important than what the people think. Uh, I, I didn't offer a lot of s- suggestions at that meeting because, first of all, my role at the council, and I said that when I met with Councilor McCarty this morning, I meet with him every Thursday, by the way. Love to be in on those meetings. <laughs> um, I don't know if he'd come if you can. Uh, I invited him to come here with me, and I extend that invite out. He, he, the, in his
0: defense, he can't come here because uh, that's it's, that's a, right. it's a smoke shop. That, yeah.
1: Um, well, you got to work on maybe doing a podcast. I am working. Uh, a, a I am working on podcast, that. I am working on that, actually. and then we can get Council me involved. Yeah. Um, I, f- I forgot what I was saying. Oh, marijuana. I, I met with uh, him this morning, but and I meet with him every Thursday, right? And we did a whip round session the day of the um, the day of the uh, marijuana session for the uh, city council, and uh, Mister Buckley walked the whole staff through what had gone on with the Marijuana. I did not bring marijuana to the council floor. That was not this administration's issue that had been brought to a certain point by the previous council and was lingering there waiting. So I point this out only as a fact the Methuen Onion said, oh, the mayor was trembling and quaking and uh, he he didn't support his guy. Um, And so, you know, the one part of the onion that I thought is I did feel uh, a little bit bad for Bill. Uh, because he was trying to do a community service to people that had told him that this would be supported, uh, as a person, as an individual, I thought the presentation was far too complicated, mm-hmm. and I said so. As the chief of staff will verify at the whip round that morning, All right? And I think what happened, to be honest with you, was people got caught up in the difference between how do we prevent a business from going to a certain place and zoning. We were at step one, uh, and and. People were talking about the host community agreements, which are far further down the line. And by the way, so zoning agreement, then host community agreement starts. And there's all these things that a company has to do to do business and to grow or to uh, sell medical, including um, you know public participation. There's multiple sessions uh, on, on butters and others. Uh, there's security plans. The police chief has to sign off, et cetera. There's all these signatures. And then, and only then when that's finished, does it go to the mayor. And then the mayor has the authority to say, yes, viable business or no, non-viable business. And if the mayor says no, it stops it. Simplify it for us. Yeah. So you got multiple steps here. We were looking at step the last step when we should have been looking at the first step. And so I just bring that up long-winded because... Um, I I didn't bring that to the council floor. But they were blaming you. But the Methuen Onion said, oh, the mayor's initiative... It's not about winning or losing on the council floor. What happens on the council floor should be representative of what the people want. And if the people don't want marijuana, growing medical retail or whatever that's up that's what happens on the floor so it's not you know i put this forward and i win it's what's the right thing for the people of doing and that's the collaborative group the mayor participates at the council session so you want to talk about communication my role is to opine when i'm asked to i'm a, an invited guest right at that session and i don't you know object to that and say i got a different opinion on this i I have to be recognized by the chair, and then I offer my opinion. And uh, to be honest with you, there was not much for me to offer on because it wasn't my issue. Right. Right? Right. So I was okay either way. Right. So I'm 100% honest. I'm okay with the way it ended up. Okay.
0: I mean, I I actually think that it should go in the ballot. And every counsel that I've asked during the election— uh, for the most part, said, Yeah, no, probably not on the ballot. Yeah. And I think that's just the way the wrong way to go. Yeah. Because it was so controversial and the vote was so close when Methuen voted against legalizing marijuana. But now that it's legal, because Methuen voted no, right. the, I, it should go back to the people of Methuen because it's clear that the people of Methuen didn't even think it should be legal. Why would yeah. they want it in their community? And maybe yeah. they've changed their mind. Maybe over the last two years, people have moved in people have moved out and there's a different feeling but at least if you give it to the voters in a non binded question if the voters say yes now at least the p- people on the yes side have some gravitas to say Correct. okay now w- we at least have a reason to support this we represent the public absolutely true so you had um, you know you, it was
1: a narrow it vo- was defeated narrowly in Methuen, if you remember. I think it was 52 48 percentage wise um, then a lot of people were talking about that survey that was done um so the survey was done, and, um, you know, they were the survey was done, I think, on Facebook or social media somehow. And but it was a fake
0: survey. It but, wasn't real. But
1: I guess, you know, some people are saying, well, it wasn't limited to residents of Methuen. Okay. So to your point, put it back on the ballot question and and put it to bed once and for all. If the people are okay with it, let's move forward. If they're not okay with it, then we don't. Right. I mean, it's, it's that simple. So.
0: so the reason I brought up the Methuen Onion is because they have just been – Pl- it's clear that they hate Joe Solomon, so we know like the Sabres are behind it. We know we know basically who's <laughs> behind it, right? Because there's very few people in Methuen who just have a personal beef against Joe Solomon, and so the, if they're not attacking me, they're attacking Joe, and they keep putting all this stuff out or there me. about his, his con Well, you by extension, yeah, because you didn't fire Joe Solomon the first day you came in. You're a no good bastard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they. So I, I want to ask you before we get into the police contract stuff in today's trip, is. It, it, the stuff that they're putting out there yeah. And presenting it as true Presenting it as facts as if they're actual journalists Which they're not um, Have you read that and what are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, I have read it um, and, and I would like to say I haven't read it to be honest with you But I have And so I'm, I'm going to say this to whoever Is writing The Metoy Onion It took me a couple of minutes to catch on to <laughs> What you were saying um, Well, they to I'm, F- not, I'm not going to run the city by a website and I'm not gonna run city by Facebook. Um, We're gonna run it using the democratic process. And so if people feel strong about something, they should come to the city council meeting and face-to-face talk about what their issues are with the city. Um, When it comes to the Methuen Police Department, um, I have a great deal of respect for police officers in general. I have committed with Council Samad that we are going to do an audit a risk assessment is really what it is. I wrote the RFP this past weekend myself. Council Samard can verify that happened. He has a copy of it. He can attest to you that uh, I used. Uh, I have higher grade software at home, so when I sent it to myself at work, it got all screwed up because <laughs> it's an older version. It's like going back 20 years. Um, I'm fixing those things. I committed to the council chair this morning in our Thursday meeting. That RFP will be finished from my end um, this weekend because to be honest with you, the only time I really can get big chunks of time to finish it is when I'm on my own, and I, that's usually s- late Sundays. I did it during the Super Bowl last week. I only saw the last three, three and a half minutes of the Super Bowl. But You um, missed Shakira and uh, J-Lo? I missed it all.
0: Oh, my God. You're going to go on YouTube, you you on YouTube <laughs> and see that. <laughs> I
1: missed it all. Holy good God. So, um, you know, I'm committed to it. Um, I know Council Samar is committed to it as the chair of the Public Safety Committee, and, um, you know, when we finish the draft of the RFP, we're going to share it with a few other people and then we're going to send it out uh, sometime next week. And we're going to solicit bids to do an audit because the only way to get past this as a community is to separate the fact from the rumor. And, uh, you know, I, I, you call it the onion. I, I don't look at it every day, but I don't know what's fact and what's rumor.
0: Well, so they, well, they there's do- only one way to get there I've been telling people, they doctor photos They doctored a photo of me and Joe Solomon So if they're doctoring photos, what makes you think They're not doctoring documents that they're, that they're uploading yeah. So why would anybody take anything serious That they say, it's actually a pretty funny parody site yeah. And I don't think people realize that that's what it is it's not, it's not real journalism Nothing that they write is actually real It's just a parody site that they're trying to get people to believe is real
1: Well, let me just say this If it's, if it's, if it's reportable news And it's the truth then somebody should be putting a name to it. That's right, it's the world I live in. Absolutely. It says, if you know it to be fact, uh, and I think I'm going to go on record here, Thomas, saying some of what's making its way out there is, is factual in nature, but it's being uh, moved, twisted, fictitiously, right? And and to me, that's more dangerous than pure satire. Right. So, um, you know, what we should be doing is uh, I'm okay with whoever's writing with doing uh, Onion come into my office come in and talk to me about what it is that you've, you've uncovered uh, or, or that you're looking at, what documents you're looking at. Um, you know, they posted one article about the chief's travel habits. All those happened long before I, I was mayor. Uh, I put a travel policy in place that, you know, people reacted and said, oh, the travel ban. I had a reporter from the Tribune come up and said, what's this with the travel ban? I said, come on, people, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing... Consistent business practices, that's what I'm trying to do for the city of Methuen, trying to make it responsible to its citizens in every way, shape, or form, right? And we are going to do what's right in every case, in every case. I'm going to repeat that so people are going to say, we are going to do what's right in every case. Um, But we we have to work together to get that. So if you're writing Methuen Confidential, and, you know, I've read it a couple times, it suggests to me it's multiple authors. I can see a difference in writing style when I see two different Um articles you're welcome to make an appointment and come into my office if you want the cloak of secrecy, you want me to meet you someplace else I'm happy to do that yeah right but uh, let's let's focus on facts. So when it comes to the police department, Let's wait for the audit to do its work.: Now Is, let's this, a, address is, the is fact. this
0: a management audit? because people are saying that uh, and Steve Saber has been saying all along that there needs to be a restructuring of the police department. I have no opinion on restructuring the police department, because no. I'm not a police management specialist. Yep. But if there's a management audit out there that says the police department needs to be restructured, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. if that's what the. Man- so is this a management yes. audit, or is this something else?
1: So it's, it's that plus. It's a top to bottom. Right, Uh, that talks about process, practice, everything. Right, and um, the one thing I'd ask is, you know, we're making sure there's no collusion and there's no involvement. But you know, we as a community, um, so we've got the public safety committee involved in looking at it and making sure that it says what they would want it to say. And I know Council Smart will back me up on that. Um, We as a community, once the audit's finished, the results will be the results. What we need to stop is trying to get to the answer before we know what the the problem is, right? right? And so whatever issues arise, if there are best practices that come out, and I know people will probably grill me when I say that, we will identify those. If there are deficiencies that come out, we will identify those and plans to remedy them. That's how you do this. And by the way, this is not all about the police department. So for the people that know me well, um, this is the first. So for the DPW... Um, so the, I started this process mentally by going line by line through the police budget for this fiscal year with the chief and asking a, a, a thousand questions on each of the line of what's this and where does it go and how do you, and I sat with the CAFO and the chief. I'll do the same thing. We got one coming up with the DPW and, um, so you're going to do this with every department. You're going to try and just, yeah, the major department, and so, so in my mind, and, and as as part of transparency to the citizens of doing we're going to go through this process with the departments and make sure that what we're doing is best practice right we're going to and, and i use the example that i've used some of the counselors, uh you know the city has computer system that's on windows 7 and i've got to fix that that's on me right uh, i just told you that doing the rfp at home and sending it to work it it got all screwed up format wise because um, seven doesn't recognize some of what you're using today, right? And so, um, I, we did a survey last week with all the employees in the city, City Hall, Police Department, Fire Department, uh, Town Yard, etc. What computers we have and what software's on them. And before the residents panic and say, oh my god, a big bill's coming. Uh, I'm looking at, at leasing options for that, right? Because I don't want the city to own computers. There's no money in owning computers, and you know that yourself, right? You, you, the technology refresh that happens destroys any argument on price, right? Two years from today, this will
0: be obsolete. Totally obsolete, right?
1: So you want to be replacing your computer every two to three years, and and that's what we're gonna kind of do. We're gonna we're gonna shop around for the best deal, and then we're gonna. Go forward and try to upgrade the city.
0: I so. want to thank our sponsors: uh, McLennan Real Estate, um, McLennan Century Twenty One. We love Janet and Matt McLennan. Um In fact, Matt's actually working on a, a funny little video about the yes. weights. Did you is it up yet? I did. Uh, I did one of the videos. You did one of them. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we want to thank How did them. How do you pronounce it? Uh, it's the waits. Oh no no no! <laughs> no, it's the waits. No, it's not to waits. It's, it's the waits There's an H in there. It's not a local. Oh my no. God! AFC Urgent Care. Uh, I love Lisa. Uh, Lisa Williams. Uh, And she actually... I, and I don't even understand this Like there's some people Who hate me so much They'll cross the street To come over and spit at me right? right Then there are people Like Lisa Williams Who loves me so much She called me the other day And said uh, She owns a, uh, AFC Urgent Care She called me and she said You know your, your suit At the bash last year Looked like it was It was a little tight So I went up to Macy's And I bought you A couple of suits So you have to just go up And get fitted And you're all set For the bash this year And I'm just so eternally grateful Because it was one of the things That was stressing <laughs> me About getting done Before the bash this year So we love AFC Urgent Care Marku towing he <laughs> need a suit to- (laughs) Mark Towing Uh, Mr. Mark comes to um, Comes to the uh, TMF Family Dinner For the Homeless every week and helps us out with that We appreciate that Marseille and Son Construction Um, If you need a a roof repaired If you need something done uh, for your home Please call um, uh, Ronnie Marsan and Son Construction. He's a good guy. and We're trying to get him to run for city council next year against yep. Steve Saber, I uh, don't know. The Police Superior Officers Union, which is going to be our next topic, they uh, they sponsor this show, which makes the 29% absolutely apoplectic, which I love. And it makes Steve Saber, uh, Steve Saber's brother, because they're really the same person, right? It makes John Saber uh, go on Facebook all the time. They're paying you to say nice things about them. They're paying you. <laughs> yeah, okay, very good. Uh, but we love the police superior officers union. These are guys that run uh, toward the bullets while the rest of us cowards are all running away. Um, we have a new sponsor, a new spot, two new sponsors today. Barelli's Deli, where I get all of my deli meats. I get my hard meats at the weights. I go and get my steaks at the weights and my chicken. But weights, <laughs> and Matt's going <laughs> to Matt's going to love this. Um, and so when I need my deli meats, my ham, my turkey, my bologna, my salami, I always go to. Uh, to, uh, uh, Borelli's Deli And by the way, you can always get a Valley Patriot at Borelli's Deli too. They go pretty fast there uh, Climate Design Systems, it's uh, wintertime. If you're having a problem with your heating system Please call Nina at Climate Design Systems And another new advertiser um, Although they had, a little, they had a problem this week I guess they had a suicide over at uh, Horizon Home Care oh. And they're all, they're all still very upset So I told them, don't worry about this month But we're going to give you a free plug anyway Horizon Home Care, if you've got an elderly parent Or an elderly relative that you care about That you don't want to put in a nursing home Call Horizon Home Care. They'll give them home care so you can keep them at home where they want to be. Um, can I say hi to my mom? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, mom. She loves me. She does. She loves me. Yeah. Uh, she came over to me election night after you won. And she said, I love you so much. I love, I follow everything that you do. It's so great. <laughs> and I said, well, every, I'm like Trump. Everyone's mom loves me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> Everyone. People hate me, but their moms all love me. Yeah. Um. So let, let's get to the police superior officer's contract. Um, I read today's half story in the Eagle Tribune They're very, very good at telling half stories They love to tell half the story And by the way, that's the reason we started the Valley Patriot in 2004 Next month, we celebrate our 16th anniversary at the Valley Patriot For a little paper that nobody said would survive 16 weeks We survived 16 years And the reason we started it was because we were sick and tired of going to events Going to meetings, going to things in the community Picking up the paper the next day and saying What the hell meeting were they at? That's not even close to what happened. So I read today's half story in the Eagle Tribune about the Police Superior Officers Union and the emails that were released. Mm. Without giving my opinion, without putting a spin on it, I'm just going to ask you what you think of it and where are we moving forward from here, given today's story?
1: Um, Well, that remains to be seen. I I mean, it's a tender subject because right now we're headed for arbitration. And the arbitration is on March 10th. and, you know, my personal feeling is um, arbitration is risky for both sides. Um, and my preference, as it has been on the campaign, would be to sit at a table and solve it. Right. Um, but, um, you know, whether I can do that or not, that's largely up to both sides, right? So if, if we were to negotiate a, 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 an amenable solution, then city council would have to agree with me that that is an agreeable solution, um, and on the superior side, you know, uh, their union president would have to convince their team that it was uh, agreeable. I think Right it, now, I don't see that happening, right. i to be honest. I'm well, not going to lie. So we're not going to begin with a lie. Uh, we did sit down and talk to them twice, and the discussions were moving uh, forward. Um, um, they've pulled back after this morning.
0: Uh, so there's no more meetings. Well, that, that's, that, that's why the story was was fed to the Tribune by the Sabers, right? They fed the Sabers Makati fed the story to the Tribune to put a stop to the fact that you guys were moving forward. They didn't like the fact that it was moving forward, mm-hmm. and they don't want it to be settled. They want it to go to arbitration. Um, they want the police to look bad. They want to cast a negative light on the cops for some reason. They just hate the cops in Mandaluyong. Um, And I I would argue that that's the reason why today's story actually happened, because you were making progress.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know that, (laughs) you know, I'm going to go wait on a limb and say, I'm not sure I 100% agree there, Tom. So, um, I think. He's so naive. uh, Well. It's uh, so cute. (laughs) I I think um, there was a process that started before. I even came into office on the emails and whether they are exchanged. And whether you know releasing the emails has damaged the relationship to the point where we can't see our way clear to a, uh, an agreement, I don't know. Um, I guess I, I'm just talking to the citizens of Methuen and saying, I'm looking you dead in the eye and saying, I'm not motivated to steal any money from the residents of Methuen. That's not what I'm about. I'm all about risk management. I'm a compliance guy, and so i'm trying to approach this of what 's the best thing for the residents of the city of Methuen? uh what 's a fair solution for police officers now i'd say i 'm not going to say anything i haven 't said to uh, Captain Galant or any of the others that is not a fair contract right um but it is what it is, and where we go from here is is largely up to both parties and when I say both parties, you know the city side is 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 got you know, the administration and the city council, and and we have to be together on what we're going to do as a city. And the one thing I can't tell you for sure is I've talked to a lot of residents about this, and I think every resident wants to fix this and move forward, right? And um, so, you know, if this if we go to this arbitration on March 10th and uh, the city wins, uh, I would point out, do you know, where we'll be. We will be back at the bargaining table, right? Right. So the people are saying I shouldn't be bargaining. Uh, I understand that there's anger over the bad contract. I get that, and I understand the frustration. Um, I can't go back to 2017 and fix what was done, but what we can do is sit down and try to craft something that works for the city, mm-hmm. right? Works for the people because I, I, I'm not, I'm not some neutral third. I I pay taxes in the city of Methuen. I own a house. I've lived in between all my life. I, I get it. I understand. And so we want fairness and we want honesty. And, um, you know, we're going to have to put some of this past behind us. So uh, I, I, I'd appeal again is, you know, if we go to arbitration and we win, we're going to end up back at the uh, bargaining table. What if you go to arbitration and you lose? Uh, I don't even want to talk about that.
0: I do. The the <laughs> risk of it. it would It. It's, it's triple damages and it's $18 million That the city doesn't have And that's why what happened today is so wrong Because they fed this story to the Tribune To stop the progress that you were making And if it goes to arbitration And the city loses That's $18 million or more That the city's going to have to pony up From triple damages that the city doesn't have And you're going to be faced with layoffs But, but,
1: I, say, but I say so I, I don't know exactly about the number It'll be a big number Right, so I'll give you credit for that, but I look the people of Methuen in the eye and say, if that's what happens, if, if our decision collectively is to go into arbitration and we lose it, and there's a big payout, um, people aren't going to look back at this mirror and say, you didn't do what you could have done to stop this, because I'm trying to to put some solutions on the table here, right? And so that's why I repeat to you that if you're going to solve this, everybody's going to be on the on in the same focus going together, right? So. Um, whatever happens, happens from this point on. Whether the two parties come back and can, you know, because it wasn't really even. I want to be clear. We weren't having formal negotiations. We were just having general discussions to say, can we get into the box? Right. Right. So, um, you know, I've told the the superior officers union, I can't get. Um, if if you're stuck on the MOU number, I can't get there. Right. Right. So, uh, and, and I said, hey, here's a thought, and gave them something to think about, and they were going to go off and think about it. And um, now things have broken down, and it is what it is. I guess all I'm, again, saying to you and to the citizens is if we decide we want to go to arbitration, um, we will deal with the outcome one way or another. I'm a businessman, and whether we win or lose, I will adjust accordingly based on what's happening. But um, my preference would be to negotiate a settlement, and uh, I can only do that if I can get Everybody on the city side
0: moving in the right direction. So now you brought in uh, and uh, Jana. I'm sorry, it's Jana. Jana. <laughs> Jana gave. I love hanging out with those two. They're so much fun. Um, uh, Jana gave uh, to Ed yeah. something that you wanted to yeah, talk about, yeah. and you wanted to bring yeah, up on the screen right. for people who are watching at home. So by the way, we've got a lot of people watching at home. Do we? Yeah, we do. All right. Um, so for those of you watching
1: at home, thank you for tuning in. Um, I do have a TV show coming up. We're going to start next week on, you're going to use
0: my show to promote a different show. Yeah,
1: I am. Is that okay? It's called Methuen matters. It's kind of a double entendre there. Um, so, uh, and we're going to talk about communication, the first show. Yeah. And I've got a surprise guest host. So I, I hope you guys watch it on MCTV. Um, I'm going to play the role of you, the host and the guest will come along. Maybe it'll be Ed. You never know. Um, And so one of the topics that we we, we heard a lot about that we wanted to address pretty quickly out of the shoot was commissions and board members. And so there's been some stagnation in the number of commissions and board members and expired members. So we went to the website, and before I forget, as part of the integrated communication plan, we're going to redo the website and make it more usable because it's clear that we need to do that. But if you go to the website and you go into the drop-down menu, there, Ed, and pick up, I can't see it from here, boards and commissions. Yeah, we've got boards and commissions, yep. A through G, H to Z, then talent bank Go to the talent bank application, yeah. So one of the things we've done is we've streamlined the talent bank process. Now, this is not 100% finished yet, but the form is now online where it used to be just print out the paper and mail it in or fax it in. Uh, because I'm making appeal to the citizens. That fax. What is this? What is it,
0: 1812? Oh, you yeah, guys yeah. still have fax machines <laughs> in City Hall? There are. Is a party line? <laughs> fax machine. What the hell are you guys doing over there? <laughs>
1: well, uh, I'm using a rock and a <laughs> thing to put. No. Um, so the Talent Bank application is online. We've updated that. Um, and we're creating a back end database to, to capture all that information, stuff that we should have done long ago to facilitate the process for residents to apply because, quite frankly, we need uh, we need to get some new blood involved in commissions and boards, right? And so we've got, uh, we met with the whip around this week. We went through um, all the commissions and boards, and if you're an acting, uh, if you're active as a commissioner board member and your term is expired, you probably get a call from a department head this week. Um, and The net result is we've made this uh, drop-down form online. You can still print that out if you want to and mail it in. That's okay. It's still there. Uh, We even changed the name from Steve Zani. Uh, It said on the Talent Bank, it now says Neil Perry. That's a good thing. Um, And we're looking for... That is your greatest accomplishment, though, right? What? Changing the headline? No, no. I got a (laughs) lot. We'll line them up. I'm going to tell you. uh, So we're looking for residents to actively participate. Come out. If you want to make your city better... Um, go online to that um, Talent bank application and tell us What you'd like to do and how you'd like to help our city mm-hmm. Right? We've got vacancies, you name it Youth commission, there's there's a number Of different uh, opportunities and, and we're taking a look at all of them and how they operate so
0: when you say talent bank, you're talking yeah. about people Applying for jobs or applying for boards and commissions
1: Applying for boards and commissions, in most cases They're not uh, stipended fees in some cases they're licensed by the state like uh, the licensing board for example it falls under state regulations I actually attended a conference on that at the MMA and um, you have a three member board right now we're taking a look at that to see who's uh, who's still eligible to continue right and it's laid out well on the website if there are requirements to serve on particular boards and they're noted on here yeah. Yeah, it looks now, pretty functional. Now, coming attraction is it's gonna you're gonna be able to hover over it and see a little description of what the board does or the commission does, right? Because right now it just says, "Hey, list them." If you want to do, uh, you know, if you want to volunteer on any of these. Prioritize them one through six. What are the ones you want? Okay. Right. So we're going to put descriptions so the citizens can understand what it is they're applying for, how often they meet, and what the responsibilities are. And so that's that's one easy part of the communication that we're doing. We're meeting next week with the website developer to kind of streamline the website itself. Right? Okay. Um, so that's that's a focus you, area. You
0: said last night yeah. we, you keep by the way, thank you for coming and thank yeah. Nick Dezaglio for coming last night to the yep. TMF Family no Dinner for the I Homeless. Love that. It's, it's amazing that the Methuen mayor and Methuen council has come to help feed the homeless in Lawrence But yet not one Lawrence elected official has ever come to do that um, So I want to thank you for that So we were chatting last night and I said, can you give us some news tomorrow? We'd like to break some news on the show. Yeah. Because that's kind of like the only reason I have you here. Yeah. Is so that you can break news and then we can write the news that you broke on my show. Yeah. So can you do that? We can pull off this. Uh, well, I have I'm a fight. Yeah. So we'll go this. Uh, yesterday,
1: I toured. Uh, let me give you two pieces. Yesterday, I toured Methuen with um, uh, the folks from Battleground Coffee. Okay. Um, we are... Uh, really excited about having them invest in our community. So one of the things that was preeminent on the campaign trail was the economic development, and we have aggressively pursued that. So we've had, this was our second meeting with the Battleground Coffee folks. We walked around Methuen, various spots, and um, I believe they are excited about coming to Methuen. So the jury's out on that, but uh, I can tell you that uh, we have formed a good relationship with those folks, Sal and his wife, and uh, that was a tremendous
0: experience. By the way, he- hero veterans. A- absolutely. They're hero veterans who started Battleground Coffee, and I think, and I, maybe I'm talking out of school, but I think a percentage of what they sell actually goes to help veterans. Correct.
1: Absolutely correct.
0: So that'd, that'd be great to have in the film. And so
1: our discussion with him talked all about our community aspect and how we, we want to restore our community, a sense of community, and uh, he gets that. Uh, more than most. And so I think he's eager. And then the second piece is we've had already uh, a meeting with Sal Lapoli. Great guy. Yeah. And uh, Sal sent me an email yesterday that said, uh, thank me for spending the time with him. And he said, I think we can do good things in the city of Methuen. So, you know, we've got to
0: formalize. He single-handedly turned Lawrence around. Like well, he single-handedly He did
1: a hell of a job. I went down for the first meeting with him down to 290 uh, at the Riverwalk, and um, the place is amazing. Yeah, it is. Amazing. And so, I, quite frankly, uh, I'm passionate about it. I want Sal to do that in Methuen, all right? mm-hmm. um, So, uh, you know, th- there's that. Um, for the people that are walk- watching that are worried about Five Corners, I know they've talked to uh, their counselors. Uh, we had a part that was delayed. Um, from a supplier, and I am aggressively pursuing that supplier to see what we can do to expedite that, because we had a expected completion of end of the year, slipped to the end of January, and now they're saying end of March. Uh, my feedback to the supplier was, why would I believe end of March when you had end of January? Um, So we're aggressively pursuing that, and we uh, believe we would get that to resolution as well. So those are – I just don't want people to think that the only things we're doing are policy and communication and this and that. We are – I I said, and this is not the 2 – we're spending 15, 16 hours a day. Um, And, you know, the days are flying by. So I will tell you the the good part is that every day is different. It's exciting. We're working with, um, you know – uh, Council Ferretra to make sure that we've got our fields all prepared. And have you been to dinner with him? I have. Yeah. I went to um, the Miller's Tavern yep. with him, and I thought it was Grape quite good. Fruit. We had the pulled pork nachos. And
0: I thought they were really good. Yeah. I had the Irish nachos. Yeah. And they were so good that even though I was full and my stomach was out to here, I kept <laughs> eating because they were so damn good. <laughs> so it's not good for your diet if yeah. you're on a diet. But yeah. uh, he only gave them three and a half beards. I was a little surprised by that because I guess the, I didn't see the service, I guess he, he didn't really think the service was that good. But he also said at the end of his, uh, he, for those at home, Joel Ferretra writes our food column because there's nobody who's better at food than Joseph, Joel Ferretra. And uh, he said that even though he gave them three and a half beards, he's willing to revisit it and go back because they're a brand new business yeah and give them another shot and i have to tell you i always judge a food place on their appetizers because usually i'm having a meeting i'm usually out somewhere to eat to, to have a meeting with someone and i order like three appetizers and i usually just eat all the appetizers so yeah. I, I judge and the appetizers at miller's tavern are amazing yeah they were and, and it, they're not paying us to say that i no. just happen to think it's and, true and
1: i would tell you this you know uh, um, it, it depends if you're a glass half empty or glass half full kind of person, right? So I would tell you when Council Furter and I went and had, uh, we met like on a Wednesday night there, um, the service was terrific, okay. uh, I, I thought. He did explain to me that the first time he went with his, uh, I think it was with his wife, that the service was a little slow. But I, I would suggest to you that when a restaurant opens, it's like a, a, a business opening. you, you got to give them a little time to work mm-hmm. out the kinks, right? Mm-hmm. And just because they own a place that's operating elsewhere doesn't mean that the people that are working here have done that. So you got to give them a little um, – Time to get their act together. I was pretty impressed with the yeah, food. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed. Of, plenty of food.
0: And I was with the Janus. So if, as the far Janus. as I'm concerned, I'm in heaven anyway. So it doesn't really matter what's going on as long as I'm with the Janus. Well, then your score wasn't objective. Right? No, I agree with you. My yeah. score was not objective, but the food <laughs> was very good. Yeah. Um, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Yep. Um, as uh, Final thoughts. Is there anything that you want to... Tell people about promote. Talk about uh, preview of stuff that's coming up because you're only here once a month. Yeah, you won't be here again for another month. Yeah. Um, So if there's anything you want to talk about, you know, closing out this show, that. So we will. Yeah. So a couple
1: things quickly. So we will be. (laughs) We have drafted our goals for the year. Uh, We're planning on sharing those. We we've you know we're finalizing those uh, over the next three to four days. Um, I'm really psyched about that. Uh, because it gives, you know, one of the things that was really stunning to me when I came into this job is um, we don't have a lot of policies, we don't have a lot of, um, you know, personnel practices, we don't have training for our supervisors, um, so um, we are setting our goals. Um, When you see the next council meeting, in addition to discussing the communication policy, we're going to be talking to the council about uh, making an offer to a human resource director, I can tell you it's a vital, vital ad. Um, you know, there's um, many people would say, I- aren't you turned off yet, you know, after almost a month in there? Haven't you seen enough? Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling you, I'm still upbeat and pumped um, because there's lots of opportunities to do better. And I'd close with this before you wrap saying, I, I look the citizens of am in the eye and say, you know, everything else can be criticized. You can disagree with my policy. You can just, what you can't question is my integrity and and what I want to do for the citizens of Methuen, what I want to do for the city of Methuen. I'm doing things with the best of intent. Um, And so if you disagree with some of the things I'm doing, uh, make an appointment, come on down to city hall, sit in my office and talk to me about why you think what I'm doing is running... No, they'd rather, what, what go, they'd rather was,
0: go on Facebook and throw bombs. Well, I, I, but, uh,
1: you know, we're not gonna, I'm going to repeat this. We're not going to run the city of Methuen off Facebook. We're not going to run it off the Methuen Onion. We're, we're, we're going to run it off facts and data, and we're going to do the right thing in every
0: situation. I remember after he got elected, Ed, and uh, before he got elected, and after he got elected, he said, "You know, after the election, there's no more Team Canaan, there's no more Team <laughs> Perry. It's all Team Methuen." And true. since you got, and I say, "Oh, he's so he's so naive." <laughs> <laughs> and here and here we are. You still have, and I, I wouldn't exactly call them Team Canaan, but they're certainly Team Anti-Perry. Yeah. Who, if you did the, gr- if you saved a baby from a burning building, they would find a way to complain about well, it.
1: Well, you know, uh, you know, the funny part is uh, one of the people that. Criticizes me most vocally That was a participant in that Rumoring I actually sent a friend request to me on Facebook and I was just like <laughs> I was just taken back saying You don't have to like me uh, That's not required uh, And whether you like me or not, it's not I am still your mayor and I'm still going to try to do the best Every day for you um, and that's that's the truth of the situation. So, uh, climb on board, Team Methuen, and let's move the city forward.
0: Well, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Neil Perry, Methuen Mayor. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors: McClennan Real Estate, Century Twenty One. We love Janet Jan- McClennan yep. and Matt. Uh, AFC Urgent Care. Don't go to Holy Family. Don't go to Holy Fado and wait four hours to, to, to be seen by a doctor. Go to AFC Urgent Care. Maku Towing. Hey, Jason. Uh, a great guy, uh, Jason Maku. Uh, Marsat and Son Construction. The Methuen and police superior officers union who pays me to say nice things about them according to everybody else. Uh, climate design systems, Horizon Home Care and the best place in the world to get your deli meats, Borelli's Deli. They actually have great lunches too. I'm glad he's still talking um, to me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I love Don Smiraglio. He's me a too. great guy. We appreciate that. Uh, I had one more thing I want to do. Oh, uh, ne- on February, where are we here? On February, February 28th is going to be Mr. Funny Funny competition at Salvatore's. I am a judge. Again, I'm going to be a judge throughout the entire series. Uh, there's going to be 10 comedi- amateur comedians. Uh, it's going to be like American Idol style. I'll get up and I'll say what they did right and wrong. There's two other judges, Mike Agricola and uh, Chris Flayhive. We encourage you to come, and there'll be two more after that. We will uh, announce those as we go. Hopefully, you'll come. It's, uh, I'll come. We-, we love it. Thank you very much. Uh, Melvin Taylor says we've got to go home, so go home already.